but he knew there was an issue is when you could have wrung my shirt out with all the sweat, but my skin was completely dry. They knew I was almost to the point of a complete heat stroke. So I ended up having to get two bags of IV fluid, an oxygen mask because I still couldn't breathe well, and then a cold tub bath. and welcome to our next episode of Behind the Mascot, the only show where our guests are encouraged to lose their heads and share their tales. Today we have the great pleasure of being joined by John, who formerly performed as T. Roy from Troy University. John, welcome to the show. Hey Daniel, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you decided you wanted to get involved as T. Roy. So my story, it's not the most exciting one in the world. Basically, um, I was at Troy University and a buddy of mine approached me. He was like, hey, I'm actually the mascot. And right now it's just me. The other guy is injured at the moment and we need somebody else. Would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, I'd be interested. Just kind of give me a few days to see if this is something I want to do. I just want to talk to my parents. And I remember when I first told my parents, they were like, what? Like, why? Do you have time to do all this? Because you're trying to juggle school. You're trying to juggle flying. Do you have time for this? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of free time as is. So, I mean, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So my parents are more on kind of the wary side of it, but I was like, I want to do it. And I did it and I ended up loving it and did it for two more years after that initial year. That's super cool. Did the experience line up with your expectations? Like, was it different in any way? I can definitely say it did not line up with my expectations because it far surpassed those expectations. Like, I never thought that somebody like me, like, I'm a pretty extroverted person. I can talk to a brick wall, kind of whatever. But when I put on the suit, I swear I was a whole new person. It was the most surreal experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world I had so much fun that's awesome so describe what that's like when you put on the suit and you kind of become this whole new person like what is that transformation process like the moment I put on the head after everything else and I'm kind of walking out of the building everything changes my thoughts are no longer okay what am I doing it's what is T-Roy doing? What do we need to do? Like my whole personality changes. My movements become bigger. I I completely take on his personality. I swear it's, it's the weirdest thing because even outside of the suit, I did it so much that I started acting like T-Roy when I was just walking on campus, just big movements all the time. I swear it's crazy. Nobody found out before then. That's so funny. So Did that like take a while to build up to that point or was that kind of just a natural thing for you to embody that character immediately? Yeah, it definitely took a while. I remember my first game and when they were kind of training me, luckily I had my buddy, but also we had a former T-Roy back that game and she was hanging out with us. And so every now and again, I would hear them kind of yelling at me like, hey, bigger movements do this, do that. And I was kind of watching them and I could see them kind of being like, hey, you need to be bigger movements because a simple, just nonchalant wave in the suit is not as easily recognizable as if you just throw your arm up and just start flailing it around like you're waving at somebody. 
That's so funny. And I love that you kind of started embodying that character a little bit, even after you were out of suit. Like, that's, that's so funny to me. It's it's the craziest thing. Like, like somebody would wave at me on campus that I knew, and I'd sit there and I'd do the T-Roy wave, and I'd, I'd kind of look at my arm, and I'd be like, what are you doing? Stop. Like, you're not in the suit. You're just normal human being right now. Like, you're not, you're not the mascot. Stop. That's so funny. Did you ever wish that you could tell people, like, explicitly, or, or was that not so much of a thing for you? For us, we're not as secretive as some of the others. So some of my really close friends knew, my family knew, and so there were some people around campus that knew, and I couldn't really make it super obvious. Like, I'd have people come up to me all the time, and they'd just kind of look at me. They'd get real close and say, is this John Michael? And I was like, and I just kind of, like, kind of barely nod my head, yes, like, it's me. Like, I can't physically talk to you, but, like, it is me. So, like, a lot of my friends would be like, I want a picture with T-Roy. So once they found out it was me, they were like, can we get a picture? And I'm like, yes, absolutely, kind of thing. But it's... It's super weird that, like, people didn't pick up and they're like, hey, these are the same walking, waving, and dancing motions that T-Roy does. Like, I wonder if this guy is it. Like, surprisingly, that never happened. That's what I think is so funny, too, is, like, you know, I'll walk into a room with these massive bags, and then you see the same person I was walking into the room with and a mascot, and it's like, people don't somehow make that connection. I mean, dude, I was lugging a 40-pound giant black bag all the way across campus, so it's... But I I also had to get there three or four hours before kickoff, and we kind of went in a little back entrance. Like, we kind of took a way through campus that wasn't just overtly crowded, tailgating, hadn't started all this, that, and the other. So luckily, we kind of got there before everything kicked off. Same with, like, basketball and stuff. We kind of had our own little back room, so... We didn't get seen dragging it around too much, but I mean, when you're wearing a shirt that says like Troy Cheer or whatever school you go to cheer, and you're not like in the cheerleader outfits, but you're just following the mascot around, like it's it's crazy how it doesn't click. I mean, we just call ourselves like handlers and whatnot, but pe- it's funny that people are just like, oh, so what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm just following him around, make sure he doesn't get into trouble or anything like that. Definitely. So take us through game day. Like, what is that feeling like for you, you know, when you're down on the field or down on the court and just tons of cheering fans? Like, what is that energy like for you? It's a lot of fun, honestly. We have a lot to do on game days. We have what we call um, Trojan Walk, where we escort the team into the stadium. That's a lot of fun, but it's pretty quick, so it lasts I think we're out there for like 30 minutes. Like some of it's just interacting and then we get to walk with the team in and then we just get some downtime. But honestly, the most fun thing that is a part of game days besides just the actual interaction is what we call fanfare. And it's where the our band, Sound of the South, they come out on the field and they do like national anthem, alma mater and stuff like that. But then they start getting into cheers. They do the Trojan cheer spell out Troy. It's just a lot of fun. It's exhausting because it's right at the start of the game and I'm running from one end zone all the way down the sideline, all the way across the back of the end zone to the other side where our student section is, all the way back up the field. And then I have to sprint with these giant feet that I swear are like, they're like two feet long, man. Them suckers are so hard to run in, but then you have to run the team out. And generally, whoever does that um, fanfare, 
they generally get the first break of the game. So it's it's nice. Yeah, I'm sure. So what is your motivation? Like, I, I always like to ask this because, you know, mascotting takes so much energy and endurance and so much dedication. Um, so what was your motivation for doing all that? Man, that's a that's a good question. That's one I've actually never been asked before. But definitely my motivation was the fans. Just the sheer joy that I brought to people. Seeing the smile on a kid's face, a mom handing me a baby to take a picture with. That's happened a few times. And we kind of had to be like, we can't do that anymore just because we have like the Muppet fur on our suits. So we don't want to risk like a baby slipping out of our hands or anything like that. But just the joy that you could see on somebody's face when they yell, Hey, T-Roy, and you just turn around and you just interact with them and you can just see the smile and just the absolute all on their face where they're like, oh my gosh, this dude's interacting with me. Like, this is so much fun. Absolutely. And I, I love that power that mascots bring to spread so much joy and positivity. Do you have any like favorite experiences or interactions that you remember distinctly? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, for one, I just remember... It actually was one of the athletic director's kids. Um, we were out on uh, Trojan Terrace, out on Tailgate Terrace. We, he was, he was, he loved T. Roy, and we were just sitting there messing around. And I don't remember what happened. I mean, obviously in the suit, we don't have the greatest forward or peripheral visions in the world. And when somebody's as small as he was, I accidentally just like trucked him, and I was like, I felt so bad. I just kind of helped pick him up, and he just went right back to laughing and messing around with me. It was so. So much fun, just those kind of interactions. That's awesome. Why do you think that mascots have that ability to connect with people so easily? Because I feel like it's such a different form of connecting with people. Usually, you know, connection with other, you know, people or individuals is, you know, verbal and like that. But with mascots, it's so different and so unique. Could you describe kind of what that brings? Yeah, Um we're larger than life. Like people kind of see us, but we almost don't look real. Like we, it almost makes it seem so much less intimidating. And these kids, these parents see us, they know we can't talk, but what they can pick up on are those like nonverbal cues, like the big wave, the hug, just our goofy mannerisms, walking, dancing, running around. And they're like, this guy is just friendly and it's just the way we interact with them even without talking it's a memorable impact that we can have with these people and i think that's so amazing i mean it's because it's it's like this anamorphic figure that represents a school or represents a brand and just to bring that much joy to so many people is so powerful there there are very very few things quite like that i agree completely 100% so you kind of mentioned, you know, having, you know, taking some of the characteristics of T-Roy um, with you. Uh, how do you feel like you've grown from your time as a mascot? I feel like my interactions with people are a lot better because I'm used to interacting even without being able to talk. But now I'm able to interact with people in similar ways, but I don't really know how to explain it. It just, it helps me interact with people because I had to learn how to interact with people without talking. And now being able to talk, it just makes things easier. Absolutely. Do you feel like now that you're retired and everything, um, do you feel like it's impacted what you do now? 
Yeah, because it's always a conversation starter. Like, people, like, on my resume and stuff, people will see that and be like, oh, you were the mascot? And I was like, yeah, and I love talking about it. It's so much fun. It's always a conversation starter. And truthfully, it honestly looks really good because they know that I know how to interact with people. And it it makes, I don't want to say things easier and, like, keep repeating myself, but it definitely helps because I know how to interact with people. And they know that I can do it even without talking at times. And kind of jumping off of that, what is the thing that you miss most about being T-Roy? Definitely the community I had around me. I mean, the other T-Roys, but as well as, like, the cheer and athletic staff. Like, they always had my back. Like, that goes into my worst day as a mascot story. Everybody along the way had my back, and it was the most surreal experience. Like, people I didn't even know that well, they were texting me calling me, checking on me. It was it was incredible. Just it was so nice to know that those people had my back even though I may not have been the closest to them, but I knew they were going to help me if I needed it. If you feel comfortable, could you share that worst day as a mascot story? Oh yeah, for sure, man. It was it was a wild day. So down in Alabama, it's hot. It is blistering hot. It is humid. It is horrible. So, Troy plays on a turf field, and it was the hottest game of the year. I think it was high 90s heat index of somewhere in the hundreds, and it was blistering. So, we had all that rubber pellets on the field, and it made it just almost unbearably hot. And I had to work the whole – ended up having to work the whole second half. So, we – I was walking off the field to go back to the changing room because I needed something to drink. And – I was walking back, and one of my buddies, who was my handler at the time, goes, T-Roy. And I kind of turn around. He says, hey, we got to get up to the north end zone. We got to go take some pictures for a meet and greet. And I was like, I kind of whispered to my buddy. I said, okay, just let me go get some water, and I'll be right up there. He was like, okay. And I keep walking. I'm almost off the field, and I hear him yell again. He says, hey, athletics says we got to go now. Now I remember, and I hated being this rude about it, but I looked at him, and I said, I can go now. And I can go up there and I can pass out at the moment. Or you can go tell him that I'm going to go get a sip of water to make sure that I'm okay. And he was like, go get some water. We'll make it work. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. So I went back and I got a water. Sadly, we only had one of those like little bitty like bottles of water. And I drank one of those and I kind of went upstairs. I got stopped because we were like right in the sun's path. I got stopped about six times taking pictures with random fans. I made it to the photo op, took the pictures, got stopped again on the way out. And we, I eventually got done, was waiting on the elevator, taking too long. I just remember kind of running down the stairs, so forth and so forth. And then I finally made it to where I was changing. And what we call our T-Squad, which is kind of, it's not cheer, but it's like the interns that like they'll throw shirts, help do promotions and stuff like that. One of the guys was a good buddy of mine. And I'd known him since my time as T-Roy. He knew I was in the suit. That's fine. So he was messing with me. He was kind of like like shifting around, kind of like blocking me from like getting in. And it, he, because he didn't know what was going on. Nobody knew at the moment. And I just remember, I, fe- I apologized for this later. I apologized profusely, but I literally like grabbed him and forcefully moved him out of the way. And the next thing I know is I went face first, like straight into the ground. I almost passed out. I hit the ground. I just remember I undid the strap on my head. I kind of took it off, and I was kind of laying there, and I couldn't catch a breath because our suit has foam in it, 
And after a long day, all that foam holds the sweat. So the suit goes from weighing, I don't know, 15, 20 pounds to 30 to 40 pounds. So it, it's heavy and it's all the weights on you. And so I just remember kind of laying there in the suit and I felt like I just physically could not take a breath. So I was like sitting there just like ripping at the suit, like trying to get it off and it wouldn't budge. Cause normally I can take it and just slide it right over my head like a shirt. And one of the, uh, the head like athletics T-squad interns comes in. Luckily he was a former mascot. So he knew what was going on. He was like, Hey, Hey, sit still for a second. He's like, sit up for a second. And he, they pulled the Jersey off me and then he unzipped my back and I kind of took the torso portion off and I undid the straps and just laid straight back and people were sitting there trying to talk to me and I was barely able to respond. And just as things kept going, the guy pulled an ice pack out of the fridge that was right there. He put it under the back of my head and he looks at one of the other T-Roys and he says, go get an athletic trainer now. And I just remember just kind of laying there and I just was struggling to breathe and they ended up, next thing I know, is there's an athletic trainer like like just kind of leaning over me is probably, I don't know, 18 inches from my face. He's like, hey, hey, John Michael, you there? I just kind of looked at him and just kind of nodded. He's like, can you make it 200 yards to the athletic training facility? And I just kind of shook my head yes. And I was like, and I kind of got up. And at that moment, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I realized I was kind of like halfway clothed. Like all I had on was like a pair of like, just like the compression pants, like the long pair of compression pants. And I was like, I don't have shorts. And one of the, my other T-Roy says, here, here's a towel. So they wrapped it around me and they took me up and they took my shirt off when I got up there because they had to start an IV. I actually had to have two bags of fluid shoved through me in the span of about 15 minutes. Not a fun time. But the head athletics guy that was in charge of me, he didn't make this known but he knew there was an issue is when you could have wrung my shirt out with all the sweat, but my skin was completely dry. They knew I was almost to the point of a complete heat stroke. So I ended up having to get two bags of IV fluid, an oxygen mask because I still couldn't breathe well, and then a cold tub bath. And I just remember the coolest experience was that I had like the assistant athletic director checking on me. Athletic trainers were checking on me. The head marketing guy was checking on me. I was getting texts all week long. But the coolest experience was when the head coach at the time, who's now he's now the head coach at um, West Virginia, was just kind of walking by. And where the cold tubs were, there was like a big window in front of it. So you could like see. And he was just being tailed by two state troopers at the moment. And he was like, he looked over, kind of saw me. And that kind of kept walking. Then it registered because he had recognized me because I'd done events with him all summer. And he just like stopped, looked at me, just dead in his tracks. And he said, he was like, you okay? And kind of mouthed it because I couldn't hear him. And I just kind of weakly put a hand up with a thumbs up and just kind of nodded my head. And I remember just kind of walking out on, walking out of the building once all this had happened. I passed him again, like mid-conversation. He stopped. He said, hey, you okay, dude? And I was like, yes, sir. Just had some really bad heat exhaustion just had to go see the athletic trainers. He's like, all right, man, hey, what I need you to do, go drink some fluids, rest up. We need you back out there. You're one of the good ones. We need you to, We need you healthy. So go do what you got to do, and we'll see you soon. Wow. That's a that's an incredible story. That's, I mean, honestly, on, on so many levels, it's just such an incredible story. I feel like that physicality, again, is just something that most people don't quite understand. Like, you know, it's so physically demanding 
Um, and I feel like mascots just in general don't get enough credit for that. Oh, I agree. Like our coach always made us like condition over the summer because if you want to find out how out of shape you are really quick, put on a mascot suit and go at it for about 30 minutes and man, you will be, you're done. Like you're, you're so exhausted. Like I know if I were to get back in that suit, I would be struggling after about 10 minutes. No, absolutely. Cause it's not only just the heat, but it's also the breathing. The breathing is always really hard. It is because, I mean, you've got something always in front of your face, so you're always trying to, like, suck in air as much as you can. But you also got to think, most of these suits weigh excess of 20 pounds and only get heavier the more you sweat. So, like, you're you're carrying around a lot of weight on your shoulders, and it's it's tough at times. It really is. Definitely. So, in your experience, you know, having kind of been around a team of T-Roy's and, you know, meeting mascots and things like that. What kinds of qualities do you think the mascots in general share? Truthfully, I think it's just a love of people because we have to interact with people all the time. And we always have people telling us like, hey, you've got these events, but we've got people around us all the time that you just bring joy to. And it's crazy. We all love the fan interaction. Most of it's good. Some of it's not. We all have our bad interaction moments, and it happens. It's it's part of the gig. But you just come to love these interactions. And truthfully, I could be having my worst day, and I can't let it affect me when I put on the suit. Because when I put on the suit, my bad day no longer matters. The only thing that matters is T-Roy or this mascot or that mascot is just ecstatic to be here. So it's just that kind of interaction that we have with people. It truly truly brightened my day like even my bad days I I put on that suit and when I got done I was like I don't even know what I was like having a bad day about like I just had a great day yeah and I feel like if people could kind of embody that spirit more of you know positivity and just joy and gratefulness that you know you know I mean like you said like you could be having a a terrible day but hey at the end of the day I get to be T-Roy and that's awesome and, and I get to bring joy to people like i i just wish that more people could live that way absolutely ben it it truly changes your mindset about things because it's i'm having a bad day i mean it can be used in any situation you don't even have to be with the mascot like i had a bad day but you know this good thing happened whether it was my favorite song came out on the radio or i had a really good workout in the gym today or i got to go play this game or play this sport or whatever. And it's like, something good happened in my day, so it can't be all bad. You, you got to look for the positives and the things that happen. And it, it truly changes your perspective. And it's like, maybe my day wasn't so bad after all. And it's funny to me how, you know, it kind of sometimes takes a giant, like, mascot in a furry suit to bring that out of people, to remind them that maybe don't take life quite so seriously because it's at the end of the day you know it's a cool adventure that we all get to live and sometimes you know silly things happen like a giant furry mascot being out there exactly and i mean it it brings out the childlike the likeness of a child in somebody it doesn't matter if you're 85 or you're five and you bring out the childlike spirit in people and it's just like you could be this person just old and you're like T-Roy, you just, because you haven't seen them in a while, and they just, like, yell at you. So it's it's crazy the way 
the emotions and the feelings you bring out of people just by wearing a furry suit. It's crazy. Absolutely agree. Um, so in general, kind of jumping off of that, what is something you've learned about humanity from your time as a mascot? Just basically what I just said. I mean, everybody's got that childlike fun person inside of them, whether they suppressed it or not. But generally when they see that mascot, like at first they're like, oh, kind of like it's the mascot. Like, okay, great. But then they see me interacting with a kid because this has happened multiple times is there's kind of been a kid that's just like scared of me because I look larger than life because like my arms are like big because of that foam built into it. So it looks like I'm just this like super buff dude, just big, all this, that, and the other. And then they'll see me just kind of like, I see this kid kind of like shying away and I'll just kind of get on the ground. I'll just, I'll just sit on the ground. I'll just sit there and wave at him and they'll kind of like slowly come up to me. And then once they realize like, oh, he's not going to hurt me, then I'll have this kid and this fan for life. Like they'll go from just completely shy to just jumping all over me, hugging on me. And it's crazy. And then like these people that have just kind of like, oh, mascot, they'll be like, you know, that's that's really cool. I want to go interact with this dude. And that's that's happened many, many times is like they'll see me interact with somebody else and like, I want to go interact with this person. Absolutely. I love it. Great answer. Well, that's all I've got. But John Michael, thank you so much for being on the show. Of course, man. Daniel, I appreciate you having me. It's been so great to relive this experience. It's something I missed. And it's something I will forever cherish and be grateful for. But I'm excited for the new wave of mascots that get to come through and kind of see them interact. Absolutely. If you enjoyed this episode, rest assured we've got plenty more on the way as we continue to get to know the wacky, interesting, and endearing characters who bring your favorite mascots to life. Until next time, I'm your host, Daniel Chatterjian, for Behind the Mascot. like to support this podcast financially, please Venmo donations to add Behind the Mascot. If not, please continue to enjoy our episodes free of charge and spread the word with your friends and family. Thank you.